What's going on, guys? Welcome back into the Fortress of Comitude podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Aaron. And I'm Kylie. This is a creator-focused episode. It's a show we do once a month where we pull a random comic creator or film director's name out of a bucket, <laughs> and uh, we talk about some of the work they've done and their career and different things like that. So, Mary, who yeah. are we talking about? That threw me off. <laughs> Personal life is what we're talking about. Kevin Patrick Smith. Kevin Patrick Smith, yes. Uh, at the end of this episode, we'll pull out the name for next month's Creator Focus episode. So, Kevin Smith, um, comic creator, writer in general, film director, mm-hmm. podcaster. I mean, the guy's got a All ton around of... around fanboy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, he's kind of just become like an ambassador of nerd culture, I think. Oh, like, yeah. Like... He, he's he's gotten to the point where like when he has an opinion on something, it's picked up by the news sites. Like that's how much of a sway I feel like he's so like ingrained in nerd culture that like if he like oh this is what I thought about Star Wars, there's like a CBR like Kevin Smith's thoughts on the new Star Wars movie. You know, like people care what he has to yeah. say about shit. So which is kind of cool. Mary, yeah, you are you a Kevin Smith fan? Would you claim to be? No, no. Huh. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't claim to be a fan. If I mean, I like. He seems like a nice guy. I like him for that. <laughs> he seems like a, he nice seems like a nice enough guy. <laughs> yeah. how, many, how many of his movies have you seen? I don't know. What have I seen? They've all been with you, I think. If I've seen any, the only one I know that we've watched together is Zach and Mary. I don't think. Did I watch that? Okay, so maybe she's seen nothing. That one I feel like I remember watching with you at one point. I have seen comic book men. Com- oh, she, oh, she's yeah. seen I'm a lot sorry. of comic books. <laughs> sorry, I like comic book men. That's what I've seen. I watched a little bit of season one before I'm like, I can't do this. Oh, I like comic book men. Yeah. It was very scripted, oh, yeah. too staged, yeah. too staged, oh, very, yeah. Staged. very. Oh yeah. Well, like you the, find the out, stuff you at find the out end, clerks, the stuff right? at the end when they're they're sitting there around the table talking. Yeah. I'm like, I'll watch 30 minutes of this. I yeah. don't need to see the shit in the store because <laughs> it's very much like the Pawn Stars. Like, yeah. uh, they bring the they know what these are going to be. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I still found it entertaining enough for just certainly. Like, I hmm. thought it was entertaining. The, I, I like Pawn Stars. I like Comic Book Men. I like Storage Wars. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. I do. Big Brother. Oh, Hello, yeah. <laughs> big brother. Love the Aaron. Are you a Kevin Smith fan? I don't know. I, it depends on. The, I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah. I, I, maybe, I watch maybe. his movies. I have his shit at home and gotten his signatures on stuff. And yeah, so I guess a fan. Do you have a uh, a movie that sticks out to you? We're comic book people here. Come on. That's man. true. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I liked all of their um, like, Jane Silent Strike. Back. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I like their anime. The Clerks anime. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. I like, um, but no, we have it all. I've seen most of it. Um, His comics is good. I don't know. I think his sometimes his comics, comics, comics is I think good. sometimes he's, a, he's not wordy? overrated in a way, oh. but he's somewhat. I can say wordy. He is wordy. No, gonna, he likes words. 
Oh yeah, in every form, <laughs> like whether dialogue. it's him writing or even yeah. him talking, he's very long. He loves like, that. I don't know if he like with his comics. I don't know. Like I was reading them. My it doesn't matter. I want to learn more about him. We'll talk about the comic later. But yeah. no, I've always I've known who Kevin Smith was, and you know we watch all of his stuff, and I've enjoyed his movies. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think that I know a time when. Kevin Smith didn't exist in my mind. Like I can't remember a time before Kevin Smith well, for myself. Cause, yeah, because yeah. Mary and I ninety four is Mar- when he started. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was Mary too and I grew up. up in the generation of Kevin Smith. Like Kevin <laughs> yeah. Smith was always a thing yeah. for us. So he was always around. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. um, no, he was not for us. However, I watched him grow up in the sense of, you know, I remember the first time I saw Kevin Smith. Though I, I can remember like the first time seeing Kevin Smith and knowing that's Kevin Smith and being able to picture a face. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was Compliment. the uh, no? There was a way before. <laughs> that was me. Um, there was a movie they did called Stanley's Mutants, Monsters, yeah, Morals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was just a a sit down interview, basically With between Kevin Smith and Stanley in a comic book shop in New York. Um, and that's the first time I remember Mamba. being like, "That's Kev- that's who Kevin Smith Mamba. is." Remember, remember, remember. All right, so did, I know Kylie and I are both. Kevin Smith fans. Yeah, I'm. 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 Yeah, I'm a pretty you, big fan. you. You more. <laughs> you probably more than I. But um, I definitely have seen most of his movies. I enjoy almost all of them, and well, I enjoy. He's, he's most had some, oh, no, He's like, had a couple stinkers. Well, it's the fan part that Yoga always gets Hosers, me. Anyone? It's like I just I enjoy <laughs> his stuff. Like you know what I mean. I don't know if I would say I go out of my way for. I don't know. I went out yeah, in order way back to be a fan, day. I'd have to say, yeah, I'd have to be like going out of my way to like back get in the things. day. Oh yeah, I would have. I just haven't seen enough of his newer stuff that you I would have. Tusk, baby. <laughs> <laughs> have you is seen that? Tusk? No. What's that oh. one? Tusk is not. It's like it's his fucked up. Yeah, it's oh. his really. It's like those moments where people. I don't know. I I've find heard these, the title, but I don't. It's know It's his anything. horror movie. Basically. Yeah, it's like the, uh, one everybody once tries to like do that one thing. They want to move a little bit to the different kind of side. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. Is it also wordy? Just kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, all of his movies are wordy because that, he that's loves how he com- writes. Yeah, that's yeah. he loves the conversation. He re- yeah. um, that's his action, which I, I really enjoy though. Oh, I know. Especially oh, yeah. when he's on his like when he's on his game like. Like chase, like chasing well. Amy, I think is maybe his best writing job of all his. I think Dogma is my favorite of his movies. I mean, I'm sure we'll probably talk about that as we go, but but I think like just his his best job as a writer, his best script is probably Chasing Amy. I think. Where's he from? I'm sorry, we can get into America. I'm sorry, America. <laughs> oh yeah, so these are basically divided into two parts. There's like a history part. The Kylie this time is going to be giving us our history lesson on Kevin Kylie. Smith. I'll try not to be too. Kevin Smith. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the second part's book reports, where the rest of us have chosen something of his work to read. And because this is a comic book podcast, we're not going to be like, I watched Clerks. Like, we're going to read, <laughs> we're going to talk about a comic book that we read. So, uh, if, I, if I was going to give you a slide on that, I'd say, if you watched Mall Rats, I'd, I'd, I'd let it pass. <laughs> no. That's comic booky enough. That one is good. Mall Rats is pretty sweet, though. So, <laughs> Kylie, tell us about Kevin Smith, who. I do know his age because I know he just turned 50. No. Oh, I didn't know that. Like just recently, like a couple weeks ago, just turned 50. Okay. Well, well, about a month ago. Okay. So, so, so Kevin Patrick Smith was born on August 2nd, 1970 in Red Bank, New Jersey. New Jersey! The son of Grace, a homemaker, and Donald, 
a postal worker. He has two siblings, an older sister, Virginia, and an older brother, Donald Jr., He was raised in a Catholic household. Let's give me some Trump vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Donald and Donald Jr. Uh, He was raised in a Catholic household uh, in the nearby clamming town of Highlands. So his childhood was scheduled around his father's late shifts at the post office. His father grew to despise his job, which greatly influenced Smith, who remembers his father finding it difficult on some days to get up out of bed and go to work. Smith vowed never to work at something that he did not enjoy. I think he succeeded. He basically hasn't since he was like 23 years old. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Smith attended Henry Hudson Regional High School where he was a B and C student. He videotaped basketball games and produced sketch comedy skits in the style of Saturday Night Live. He was an overweight teen, developed into a comic observer of life and society with friends and girls. After high school, Smith attended the new school in New York City, but he did not graduate. Smith met Jason Mewes while working at a youth center. They became friends after discovering a mutual interest in comic books. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. They were. He he originally, and like, if you listen to, if you listen to his comment, his commentaries are good. He does. He's done so much crap. Um, but like he couldn't stand Muse when he first met him. He he's oh, really? he's like, who is oh, this yeah, annoying little fucker? <laughs> and then they bonded one day. They just bonded over comic books, and they were like, oh my god, yeah, same are way, we best friends? Same way he <laughs> planning into, yeah. He hated that guy. Yeah. Um, on his twenty first birthday, Smith saw Richard Linkletter's comedy Slacker. Impressed that Linkletter set and shot the film in his hometown of Austin, Texas, rather than on a soundstage in a major city, Smith was inspired to become a filmmaker. And to set films where he lived. He said, it was the movie that got me off my ass. It was the movie that lit a fire under me. The movie that made me think, hey, I could do this. I can be a filmmaker. And I have never seen a movie like that before in my life. Which is funny because, like, he became the new guy that, hey, I could do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's why Kevin Smith's so important in the history of film and, like, Clerks was, you know, added to like the National Library of Film. Yeah. And it's not because it was the first indie movie by any means, but like Clerks was the first time that you really saw a guy on that level be like, I'm just going to cast a bunch of my friends in this movie, set it in a place I'm very familiar with mm-hmm. for like next to no money at oh. all. And but, was ba- a good but movie too. based off the script being strong enough to carry the movie, because I mean, you know, None of the performances in the movie are going to blow you away. Like the actors are fine, but like you know, I mean, no one blows you away. No, no CGI, no special effects, none of that shit. It's yeah. basically he put it all out. This is on my writing. It is what's going to make this movie either succeed or fail. So, took it to Sundance that year, I think, and then Clerks was off to the. Oh yeah, he was. He was. He was off after that. Oh, yeah. Um, he attended Vancouver Film School with, for four months, where he met longtime <laughs> collaborators Scott Mosier and Dave Klein. Mm-hmm. Unlike them, Smith Smith left halfway through, thinking he knows enough. Um, he's going to go make some movies, so he <laughs> left. The other two stayed and actually <laughs> finished school. Yeah, um, film school's overrated. Exactly. Uh, he then moved back to New Jersey, got his old job back at the convenience store in Leonardo, the and then stop? he decided to set his film Clerks at that store. Um, he's also, I, I guess I can get into this. He's married to Jennifer Schwalbach, mm-hmm. whom he met while she was interviewing him for USA Today. They got married at Skywalker Ranch on oh. April 25th, 1999. Um, Ooh. their daughter, Harley Quinn Smith was born June 26th, 99 and was named after the character from the Batman comics. 
They live in the Hollywood Hills in a house Smith purchased from longtime friend Ben Affleck in 2003. To go back to our a quick call back to our episode last week, um, the reason that they named their daughter Harley Quinn is because Kevin Smith tells a story that in the early days of them dating, um, they were hanging out at his house or apartment or whatever the hell it was, and she was taking a bath in his in his place and wanted something to look at and flip through, and the Mad Love comic book had just come out nice. at that point. And she just was flipping through, and he said, I still have a picture of her to this day that I took a picture of. He's like, you know, I, I don't show it because she's got her boobs hanging out. Yeah. But of her sitting <laughs> in this bathtub holding this comic book. And we it was kind of like an off-joke thing, like, oh, if we ever have a kid, we should name her Harley Quinn. Right. And so, but it was like that comic book that she fell in love with, you know, like just because it was so different, kind of like we talked about last week, so... That's cute. Callback. Why aren't you guys cute like that? Come on, people. Why aren't you guys cute like that? <laughs> she's she's got a star on her face and she's wearing her sweater backwards. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Don't call me out like that. Jeez. <laughs> How Nobody dare needed you. to know that. Why do you, you, you just put that out there for everybody? Nobody needs to know. That was for us. That wasn't for them. <laughs> it's a secret, goddammit. <laughs> uh, well, at least she's wearing something. Come on, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> for everyone out there, Kylie is wearing clothes. I just want to make sure that's clear. We are all wearing clothes. But some short shorts. <laughs> all right. So uh, Kevin Smith started his career in, back in 1994 with the movie Clerks. Uh, he maxed out a, more than a dozen credit cards and <laughs> sold his treasured comic book collection to raise $27,575 to make the film. Which is wow. like, which is nothing. It's yeah, that's yeah. nothing. It's um, even, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming a majority of that came from renting the equipment and stuff. Oh, I would imagine the, because, so. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of the people did the movie for next to nothing. Yeah, that's why he, he hired us. That's why all his friends are in the movie, so yeah. he didn't have to pay actors. And then he didn't have to pay for the location because they filmed it at the Quick Stop. They filmed it at night yeah. while the store was closed. All that money ha- has to come from the the equipment and stuff that they probably rented to... twenty seven grand. i would say that's probably mostly renting equipment. Yeah. Because where else did they spend the money? <laughs> Craft services? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was screened it was at the probably s- whatever was in the quick stuff. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you want some Twinkies? <laughs> Ooh, sunflower seeds. <laughs> it was um, all snacks. Exactly. Snacks. Uh, Clerks was screened at the Sundance Film Festival in 94, where it ah. won the Filmmaker's Trophy. Uh, despite the limited release, it was a critical and financial success, earning $3.1 million, wow. which is amazing for what they spent on a $27,000. Yeah, Pre- that's really yeah. good. Uh, 1995, since Clerks did so well, uh, Universal said, hey, let's give you a bigger budget. Come do a movie for us. So he his second film, Mallrats, like um, only earned $2.2 million at the box office, uh, despite being played on more than 500 screens at a budget of $6.1 million. Yeah, so it, it, uh, it it kind of bombed. Yeah, it bombed. It, it's become a cult classic over the years. Oh, I love it. But um, uh, a quick, my quick story about Mallrats. I had seen my first Kevin Smith experience was chasing Amy in the theater. Um, and then one of the guys I worked I worked with, we were kind of working late night shifts, but we were working in his neighborhood at the time. So we'd go back to his house and have some sandwiches and just chill after work. And he he's like, have you have you seen Mallrats? And I'd heard of Clerks, but I'd never seen it. Yeah. And I'd seen all I'd seen was Chasing Amy. So he put he put Mallrats on. This guy did is you not like Chasing Amy. When you saw I did. Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's not a comic book guy at all. 
So when mall when we finished Mall Rats, he's like, "So what'd you think?" I'm like, "I fucking loved that movie. Why do you like this movie? Yeah. Because it is like nerd. Oh, yeah. It's just it's just for nerds." And so I was kind of like. Why do you like this? So it was kind of nice that a lot of comic book humor in there. Oh, Obviously, you and you got Stanley. Stan yeah. And oh. like before, it was cool to have Stanley in a movie. Like exactly, this is when like Stanley was just a dude, not like the face of comic books as a whole. Like nobody gave a shit about Stanley yeah. really at that point. You know, and you look at him in Mallrats, and I'm like, he's still old then, but you're like, oh, he looks so young. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got the beard and shit. He's still Stanley, his hair's a little dark. Still. Yeah, like Stanley looks good in Mallrats. Stood yeah. up a little, straighter. but like at, at the time of Mallrats, like Stanley could probably like still go out in public for the most part and not be bothered. Like Stanley yeah. wasn't the fucking yeah. titan he would become. I think at that point, people mostly knew his voice from the cartoons yeah, on Saturday yeah, yeah. morning, you know. Um, 1996, um, Kevin Smith worked on a script for a planned Superman film titled Superman Lives. Yes. He wrote several drafts, but was dropped from the project when Tim Burton was hired to direct and brought his own team to write the script. Is that the one that was supposed to have that guy in it? John Peters was producing nope. it. No, it was, it was supposed to have it was, Nicolas, uh, Cage. Nicolas Cage. Was yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, they that had guy. a whole. There's don't, a whole documentary. Don't throw out names that I don't know. <laughs> John, John that documentary Peters. is actually uh, it's really good. Awesome. Yeah. It's called uh, uh, Oh God. It's is it Rebirth or something like that? The Death of Superman the, Lives. Yeah, it's, I think it's something, something like colon the Death of Superman Lives. But what the hell is it called? I can't remember. It's a really good documentary. Something colon the Death of Superman Lives. Yeah, because yeah. the movie the was something. Uh, because the movie was going to be called Superman Lives. <laughs> yep. and it was the and death. Now, of, it was how the movie was almost made. But it it's dead now. Oh, I got it. Oh, now. you really oh, didn't get I it. I got it now. Oh, but the something part. Wow. Okay, something I thought something cool. This doesn't make sense. So something is he doesn't no, know. No, no, I got the okay. something part. It was the death of Superman Don't Lives. You dare I was open like, your phone. what? He's, he's going to with it. Well, I know, but you um, have to live with it. He okay, has said the, that the experience was very positive overall since he loves Superman and he got paid a shitload of money to just do what he did. Yeah. Quick quick thing of oh, it's the death of Superman Lives what happened. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. Um So you were wrong. You where's were the colon? Where's the colon? The death of Superman Lives colon what happened? Uh, quick, quick thing on that. One of my, one of the, my big like eye-opening things to me about. I mean, Kevin Smith's told stories. About You're talking about the Q and A thing on the, that movie, the evening with Kevin Smith thing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't remember if it, this specific one is from that, but because I know he's talked about that movie many, oh, I'm sure. many times. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that there's a, there's a thing with Kevin Smith where he's talking about when they first, when Warner Brothers first talked to him about working on that movie. And he's like, he's like, I really saw like how separate Hollywood is from comic books and the way that they don't the way they're kind of up their own ass a little bit because he said uh like he's like i was happy to, to work on the movie and to be asked to work on the movie but i did talk to some of the execs at warner brothers like you know if you guys are looking for like superman scripts why don't you guys talk to like you know mike carlin was the guy that was running the superman offices at dc or like dan jurgens and louise simons and these were the, the main superman writers at the time and they were like oh those are comic book people like we're not you know yeah you know heaven forbid you got a comic exactly. book writer and like or... luckily we've kind of got to a point where like a lot of the comic book people do get to it bendis did a lot of stuff for marvel and everything like people have crossed out jeff Loeb. obviously kind of came from one end to the other mm. and back but it's just that was one of those things where i was like man that's really the way they think like we're gonna make a movie based on this character but fuck the people who probably know more about this character exactly. than anybody you know yeah. so i don't know that's something that i've always carried with me all right, 1997. Um, 
Chasing Amy comes out. It was widely hailed as Smith's best film, which we Oh, wait, I was going to ask you something real quick. Okay. Because you brought up, uh, this is something I've never known the answer to, so you probably answer this to me. The Universal did Mallrats. Miramax did most of his other stuff, though, right? Yes. Why was it that just Mallrats was distributed from Universal? Um... Because he didn't have a he didn't have a relationship with with well no I, they did clerks didn't they I, I'm not too sure to I think be they, honest they did with the you. distribution I, for I'm clerks, not too sure right? why Money. Universal was the it would probably was it was probably okay them going, yeah because I've always associated him with Miramax but I know like that was the one holdup with the sequel yeah because yeah. Universal still and they still own I yeah. think the rights to Mallrats and he was pissed about that because he when they wanted to do it and he's like okay are you sure we've got the rights to do this and he went and wrote this ten part miniseries and now and he then claims they found he's working out, on one again yeah and then they found out no we they still you you own half the rights and they own it's it's a whole mess oh, and he's okay. like i specifically asked you well i was wondering if you had an answer to that but. i i do not actually i i i if i had to guess it was like like going to the numbers again twenty seven thousand that made 3.1 million dollars universal's like hey bring that to us yeah we want some of that and we then, want to get and in then on he that. lost him a bunch of money and then, yeah and then it just bombed <laughs> fuck you universal like uh the, if you listen to the commentary on mall rats he he talks about that opening day and they yeah. tell you like, this is the number we opened at. And he's like, Oh, well, okay. So we go up from here. Right. And they're like, no, it's over. It's, yeah. it's done. It's oh, yeah. bombed. And he's like, Oh, oh. And it was just it, like, oh. it, it hit him. You know, I was like, shit. I wonder why though. I wonder why that crowd from clerks didn't follow over to. It's not necessarily. The next so I think thing. it's a different. It, it a is whole... very different. It's, it is. Yeah. It's not. It is that nerd. It's a nerd culture movie. I feel, but like I said, was it marketed that way? I really have no idea. Like I said, I wasn't into Kevin Smith until after. Yeah, I just always wonder. Like at that point in time, do you remember nerd culture being as big as as it is now? No, no. So it was It was definitely one of those little niche movies Mm. that, like, you have to. Universal really gambled on that, and they did lose. I just always wonder, like, why when one thing kind of has a success, why that doesn't follow to the next thing? It's all about timing. So yeah, maybe Mm. you always wonder too, like. Like, what was it competing against? Like, what else? Well, what other you, movie was? Um, it, oh, no. Like, that what other it. movie was so in the was, theater? Yeah, I'm not too sure. It, to well, it's the that. example of, like, the thing, the movie is now held as so great, but at the time, it was going up against E.T., so they had a lot of Yeah, it was like weeks apart chance. from E.T. And yeah. you're like, you have this yeah, nice yeah, family alien movie. Exactly. And then you have this horror yeah. alien movie. Big and trouble like, with, didn't really give it a chance. Yeah, yeah, and that's the same thing with Big Trouble with Little China. It wasn't advertised very well. And so, again, <laughs> it was like these amazing things where it's little things that can take a movie. You just don't realize. Have you ever noticed, like, also when movies come out and they have the same type of movies come out at the same time? Like, you have, like two types of movies in the same kind of genre just all of a sudden volcano and uh dante's yeah. peak or like yeah. troy and they had the other one that came out in the same or yeah, sometimes like that have, happens right yeah, where it's, yeah. like, it's like what the like hey, someone this just, studio's working on this we need to work on our yeah, own yeah exactly. and so they put out like uh, all of the same ones like mm-hmm. there was some another one that had like some robin hood kind of feel and then they released another one really mm-hmm. close to it so Anyway, sorry, uh, Chasing Amy? Uh, Chasing Amy. Um, Quentin Tarantino called this a quantum leap forward for Kevin Smith. $250,000 is what the film cost to make. So another very very low budget. Because after Mallrats, they... No one will give money. uh, What the fuck did they spend all that money on for Mallrats, too, by the way? I I don't know. To rent out the mall? Maybe. I guess. Because there's nothing in Mallrats that's crazy, like... 
But no, you don't, everybody forgets I'm how telling much, you, it was all snacks. Yeah, it was lost snacks. But I mean, and still, a, a $6.1 million budget isn't that huge. No, it's not. Not it's, when no, you can but, start adding but those numbers and Comparatively to Chasing Amy, there is actors Clerks, in that. What yeah. is it in Mallrats that costs more than, than Chasing Amy? I think it's a studio film. I think you've got the catering, you've got all that other shit that, that comes along with that. Then I don't feel bad for them losing their money. That's their yeah. fault. Yeah. <laughs> They spent money on shit they probably didn't need. Oh yeah, no. The the more I hear, the more I listen to podcasts about like behind the scenes mm-hmm. of stuff. I'm like, you guys. It seems like they just toss money at shit. Because I'm, like, I'm no expert in film budgets, but like just as someone that has watched both those movies, I feel like you could make Mallrats for what you made Chasing Amy for, or pretty oh, yeah. damn, or, or pretty oh, damn yeah. close. Yeah, but it's done now. They spent the money and they lost it. Well, they I know lost but that, then that's Chasing their Amy. Fault. Yeah, Chasing oh. Amy was done for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, earned twelve million dollars. So <gasps> there's twelve. The, the, yeah. Universal's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't you bring that to us, you sons of bitches? We gave you a chance, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I, I I got brought up earlier. I I adore Chasing Amy. I think that's a really good movie. I think it does a lot for progressing, like obviously like uh, gay women in movies and stuff. That wasn't something that was brought to the forefront of of movies, especially being a main character. And obviously, you get a young Ben Affleck that hadn't really hit yeah. the scene yet. Um, so, yeah. I True. do remember there was a... At night flight, and it was like, could they be any whinier? Whiny bitches, dude. A bunch of whiny bitches. And that was the whole take on the whole movie was a bunch of whiny bitches. And oh, I there, thought there's about definitely it, some whiny bitches. And I was like... It's like an angst in life where you're like, really, bitch? Mm. Just... Well, oh, that's a tough one for me to watch. It's a great movie, but it, I, it's a tough part of it, 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 that part of my life. Is it was a little tough oh, area okay. and that happened, it, you know. So I watch it and it brings back some memories and stuff, and it, it, I still I think, like it. It's, I think the scene of uh, of the main two leads in the car when it's raining is is wonderful, and then there's the also the scene with. Uh, uh, with he's him and Jay and Silent Bob in the diner. Oh what yeah, and that, the, those the are like two. Amy story. Yeah, and yeah. those are like the two two of the best scenes I think he's maybe ever written. Yeah. So uh, in uh, one of his Q and A's, he he uh, when he good. showed he he talks about when the movie was finished and he showed his mom, um, and his he's <laughs> like, so what'd you think? Because mm. she's like, that movie resonated with me more than you will ever know and he was just like what <laughs> his mom what does this mean yeah. Yeah. Like, what, what are you talking about <laughs> oh. um 1998 through 99 a lifelong comic book fan smith's early forays into comic books dealt with previously established view askew characters and were published by oni press mm-hmm. oni press was pretty early in in these days i didn't know oni press existed yeah oh yeah he wrote a short jane silent bob story about walt flanagan's dog in oni double feature number one and followed it with a blunt man and chronic story in oni double feature number 12 he followed these with a series of clerks comics the first was clerks the comic book which told of randall's attempts to corner the market on star wars toys which was pretty awesome uh the second was the clerk's holiday special where dante and randall discover that santa claus lives in an apartment between the quick stop and rst video Ugh. the third was clerk's the lost scene showing what happened inside preston's funeral par- parlor uh in the movie if you if you remember they go to the funeral and then you just see him getting chased out you don't see what has happened in they, there they have that awesome animated sequence yeah you, oh yeah yeah um, this story was later animated in the TV series style and, and included on an extra in the 10th anniversary Clerks DVD. 
that's that's the version of clerks i've seen the most so like to me that's just a part of the the version of clerks that has the animated thing just injected into the okay so for me that's just a part of the movie where it's like oh yeah it's a a cartoon for a little bit and it goes back interesting yeah but like like, that's just on the 10th anniversary and i was aware that it was added later but just that's the one that i've seen so it's like that's the version of that movie that i know um he then wrote the miniseries chasing dogma which tells the story of Jay and Silent Bob in between the films, chasing Amy and Dogma. How they get from one to the other, basically. Um, in 1999, Kevin Smith wrote Guardian Devil, an eight-issue story arc for Daredevil, or of Daredevil for Marvel Comics, illustrated by Joe Quesadilla. Quesadilla. <laughs> um, also that year, in November, uh, Dogma was released. A $10 million film earned $30 million. And that's that's probably the one film of his that I've seen the most. And I haven't seen it in a while. If I put it in now, I could probably just go line for line with him. I've seen it so many times. Dogma's the shit. It was fun. Um, Quick thing on Guardian Devil, too, is that uh, you didn't have in your notes. is like That was a big comic book because that launched the... Marvel Knights, yeah, uh, series, which was like because this was right after Marvel's bankruptcy in '96, so they were struggling. They had laid off most of their people, and it was like let's let's launch this line with most of our street level characters. You know, they got Palmiotti in Mm -hmm. on it and everything, and I was like, Kevin Smith, we're just gonna write Daredevil in that. And I think Daredevil, this was kind of along the lines of like back when Frank Miller took over. Like, this character's done. Yeah, oh, Let's yeah. throw they whoever had, yeah, on they, it. They, they yeah. threw him a bone on that Christopher one. Priest did the Black Panther Marvel Knights. Like, yeah, there was some good shit that came bad. out of that Marvel Knights era. And so it's a, it's a really important era it, for Marvel because very, it really was a big part of bringing them back from bankruptcy. My pretty statue came from that, right? My Daredevil mm-hmm. statue? Yeah, that so, one. And I, I love Guardian Devil. I think that's they a, did a great job on that. that. Good one. Who, was did he? you read that? I did. Okay. Tyler has also cool. read it. No, I so. mean, did you read that for the podcast? I did. Okay. Oh, she's like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, I, I did. did. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, 2000, Clerks the Animated Series comes out. Uh, Kevin Smith and Scott Moser teamed up with television writer David Mandel to develop an animated television show based on Clerks, which still boggles my mind. Like, that, why are we going to do this? Which was... Basically, an NC seventeen, an NC seventeen movie that was changed to an R, and like, hey, let's do a cartoon, uh, a primetime. I think it was ABC, primetime ABC cartoon. Um, they only showed two episodes. I think one aired after the Super Bowl, if I remember oh, correctly. Okay. Uh, only two episodes aired uh, in May of two thousand, and that then the series show? was canceled. Um, and then the all the the six that were produced were later released on DVD. So they never even gave it a chance. Yeah. Like two episodes, like why are you going to cancel a shot? After yeah, two no, I but it's see, good. It's it's. I could see it happening now. They have all the in voice 2000? actors. Alec Baldwin. In oh, two yeah. thousand, I can't believe it came out that long ago. Man, I'm getting old. All right. <sighs> two thousand one, mm-hmm. James Hunt and Bob Strike Back. That film what cost twenty million and earned thirty million. Um, he also wrote the trade paperback. Only thirty. Uh, His he, funniest movie, though, I think. Oh, overall, just for, for it has for, one of the best farting scenes. Oh, in oh the it's movie. epic! That is awesome. Uh, uh, like, if you're just looking for jokes, that's probably the best. Oh, it's just movie. enjoyable. No, yeah, that's, they, that's good. That don't... that one's probably the one I've seen. Uh, just probably about as much as Dogma. Those those two it's are. Enjoyable. That's like awesome. I was gonna say this for every movie. That, I mean, that's probably the one that I've seen the most. Well, no, those <laughs> those two. Like I said, I could put yeah. those in and probably line for line, just just go for it. It'd be great. 
Um, that year, he also wrote the trade paperback Bluntman and Chronic, published by Image Comics, mm. uh, which purports to be a collaboration or a collection of the three issues of the series done by Holden McNeil and Banky Edwards from Chasing Amy. So yeah. it's basically supposed to be, hey, this is the book that they were doing. That they were working and, on, yeah. And Chasing Amy. Uh, includes a color reprinting of the story from Oni Double Feature 12. Um, uh, these stories be collected in Tales from the Clerks, which is with the trade paperback that they did later, collecting all the all the clerks' titles. Um, yeah, that's that was uh, it. It was fun. It was cool that they kind of did did that whole throwback to chasing Amy. Like, hey, here's sure. the, here's the comic that they worked on. Uh, 2001 to 2002, he produced a 15 issue uh, series on Green Arrow for DC Comics that saw the return of Oliver Don't Queen. Yeah, uh, Oliver Queen coming back from the dead and introduction of Mia Deardorn. This is known as Quiver. Uh, Quiver and Sounds of Violence were the yeah. the, the two story arcs. Um, she was the teenage girl who would later become Speedy after Smith's run had ended. Uh, also, 2002, the first evening of Kevin Smith came out, uh, and in that 2003, and in 2003, shit. he did his cameo as Jack Kirby, a, ca- a in coroner Daredevil. in yeah. Daredevil. We got I, married in 2002. I, I forgot that he was in that movie for a good while. Maybe it's just because I hadn't seen it in so long. And when we did the uh, the Was It That Bad for Daredevil with McCord, watching that movie, I was like, holy shit, Kevin Smith's in this movie. <laughs> and like for some reason, it just it was lost in my brain. That I was like, oh shit. And then, the, yeah, then you hear the name. Like, oh, Jack Kirby. That's oh, cool. they threw a lot of names out in that too. Like, yeah, they, they did. Bendis and Mac and yeah. uh, you know, some of the fighters and everything. Ramita, I think, is one of them yeah. too. Yeah. Um, 2004, um, Smith's very first film outside the VSQ universe, Jersey Girl, uh, budgeted at 35 million. It earned 36 million. Basically a flop. It was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was not good. Maybe he's just not good with big budgets. Okay. And that was, I want to say that was PG, PG 13, possibly. I think it was. Um, yeah, I think he was just, it was he more was of a trying. tame movie, and he's not, he shouldn't do tame movies. Yeah. He, he needs to let the F bombs. I think fly. at that point in time, though, is also, um, I'm very curious how fickle uh, our uh, society is. I think Ben Affleck was breaking up with someone at that time. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, yeah and it was Lopez. like this whole That one even Jennifer had the Will Lopez? Smith cameo in it. Hell, at the he, end. I, didn't he marry Jennifer Lopez? No, he married Jennifer Garner, yeah. right? Yeah, and he divorced Jennifer Garner too, right? Yeah, they don't yeah. So he dated Jennifer Lopez, broke up with her, dated Jennifer Garner, married her, and broke up with her. Jennifer Garner. She's Alias. She cries a lot in Alias. Oh, she, she was Electra. Electra. There okay. you go. And she actually did <laughs> really good in like, Peppermint. <laughs> she did really good in Peppermint. Wasn't oh, that the Peppermint movie? Was good. Yeah. Is she the one that's in the new Netflix show Away? No, no that's um, Hillary Swank, I think. Is it? Yeah. They have similar faces. I'll give you that. <laughs> I don't know. Not at all. Okay. I think so. Really all right, I also next? get her mixed up with Angelina Jolie sometimes. No, okay. Now, now you're, now you're <laughs> on an island. <laughs> or, or, I try to throw you a bone, honey. And put, I mean, like, hey, there's, you're not somebody, alone, there's somebody that I get her mixed up with. is a totally silly. different ball game. That's how I always see Angelina Jolie with her really high cheekbones and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so what do you got, babe? All right, 2005 to 2006. Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith returns to Marvel for two miniseries, Spider-Man Black Cat, which Unfinished. actually which actually started in 2002. 
um, The Evil That Men Do, and Daredevil Bullseye, which started in 2003. And Daredevil Bullseye, The Target, um, they both debuted in actually 2002. The former was six issues long, but problems arose when the third issue was published two months after the the, uh, the initial scheduled release date. It was Hillary Swing. As, (laughs) As a result, the final issues were delayed for at least three years. Prompting Marvel to release an "In Case You Missed It" reprinting of the first three issues as one book before the remaining issues were released. That's a bunch of shit. The delay was in part was due in part to Smith's work on Jersey Girl and Clerks Two, causing him to shelve completion of the miniseries until films were completed. He was announced as the writer of an ongoing Black Cat series and the Amazing Spider-Man oh, in 2002, but because of the delays on the Evil That Men Do and the Target, the plan was changed so that Smith would start a third Spider-Man, Spider-Man title launched in 2004 mm-hmm. by Mark Miller instead. Spider-Man Black Cat was completed in 2005, but the Daredevil Bullseye the Target remains unfinished with only one issue published. Remains. And by the time they were ready to, where he's like, I'm ready to come back and finish it, I hope they the characters had changed so much yeah. in that time that they're like, there's no point Fuck to come you. back yeah, to, yeah. To, to tell this. See, and this this is, story would just have to exist as its own thing now. Yeah. And this is one thing I, I, I remember this even then. When you can't get your books out, I don't care how good of a goddamn artist you are, a good writer you are, just get your goddamn books out. Because I remember some of the most brilliant artwork was on this... Um, uh, Doomsday Clock? No, it was back in the day. <laughs> it was uh, Mad. It was Mad Magazine. What? No, it was Madeira. Oh, Battle in, Chasers. Yes. Oh, oh. Okay, let me. It was beautiful, but the guy put more time and effort into video games, and he was doing all these artworks, and he was an asshole. So the book was always always late. And this, you may love Kevin Smith, but even then, in the comic book stores, you're like fucker. Don't agree to do shit if you're not gonna put your goddamn books out, dude. Because it just you know what? I'm actually really time. happy you brought that up because I was just thinking about this the other day. The comic book industry talks about how like niche it is and how you know not as many people read it as they used to or whatever. The comic book industry gets passes that no other entertainment industry would ever get. Oh yeah. Oh. And it's really you 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 could not make a TV show and put out one episode every couple months mm-hmm. and have people give a shit after that. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. If you, like Aaron said, if you're going to agree to do this thing, you've got to do it. Right, you've got to do it. No other entertainment industry out there could could handle business the way the comic book industry does it. And and when you get like the stars like this, like David Damon Lindelof did that ultimate uh, Wolverine versus the Hulk, which That JJ Abrams Spider-Man book never still hasn't finished true. yet. But it was it was doing well as far as schedule goes what, until the... COVID took a shit on everything. Everything else has come back? Yeah. yeah. It was only you? supposed to be five issues, man. It was a five issue mini series. I was arguing the shit. I was just saying. Um, no, I'm just. I'm glad you brought sucks. that up because that shit irritates the piss out of me too. The, um, I'm not too sure the if delays. the um, yeah. who's yeah, the Iron Man director? Kill me, Favreau. I, I hate Favreau. now. I hate now that TV TV does like mid season breaks now. Mm. I, I mean, they've done it for a little while now, yeah. but I've I've always hated yeah. it. I'm like, no, stop it. <laughs> But that's like a at least it's like a scheduled break. But see, yeah. like there's no TV show where it's like we're working on the next episode. We don't know when it'll be out. Exactly. But, like yeah. in the writers, yeah, they don't do working. that. But 
Yeah. But uh, John saying, Favreau did an Iron Man. Throw it out there. I don't like that <laughs> miniseries. I don't think that ever finished. Yeah, no, to I be don't honest think with you. And I think it was only supposed to be two or three so issues. So these are those things where there are some kick-ass even indie books that I used to read back in the day. The artwork was <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> well, but Saga didn't they have an agreement with the artist? That the, there's their scheduled breaks. Yeah. So again, though. I appreciate that, right? Like, tell us up front what's going on. Exactly. But there are some books that were so amazing, and then they just disappeared because the artist couldn't con- yep. keep up. Right? <laughs> Star Batman this- and Robin. Well, or like that one it never was, finished either. Was it, it was it Jim Lee when he just decided it was some of these really big books he was doing with Batman, and he it would all of a sudden it'd be a little later and a little mm. later, and you're just like, dude, because we all knew he's not going to be able to keep up pace. They're going to yeah. come out late. So when it comes to these type of writers, and in the future, anybody, if you decide to say you're going to write a goddamn comic book and you're a superstar, put the goddamn comic book I just out. find it extremely unprofessional. I don't care how big of a superstar you are, whether it's Kevin Smith or... Uh, like, well, and I, I also blame that on yeah. the on the, the, the comic book company as well. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. solicit the book until you've got most of that in the can. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't have but to be you also have to consider It's also even more fucked up, too, when you consider, like Aaron said, these, you know, like superstar celebrity people they bring in. Someone like Kevin Smith or they Joss know. Whedon are, are getting paid more to write a book for Marvel oh, yeah. than Bendis is going oh, yeah. to get paid. So, oh, I didn't think about that part. So they're, they're getting paid more money to do a, a less be, professional oh. job of it. To mm-hmm. put out a book irregularly, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, I, I, I it's really annoying. Yeah, very, very annoying. Sorry about that, guys. I just remember that back in the day. No, it was a good conversation. <laughs> Thank you. Two thousand six was a busy year for him. Uh, Clerks two came out, love cost Clerks five two. million dollars, earned twenty five million. I love Clerks two. Uh, one of his most profitable the, movies. The small yeah. budget. Clerks two. It's the big budget. I, gets the big I'm, not, I'm not a budget. fan of the original Clerks. I mean, that's I'm definitely. A, that's, I'm a fan, but I Clerks, like it. But Clerks it's definitely two is way better oh, than Clerks. I, yeah. I, I, I totally Clerks agree. Two is pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Um. He star. He. Yeah. I wouldn't say he starred. He had cameo in uh, Richard Kelly's Southland Tales, playing Simon Theory, a legless Iraq war veteran. He also played Sam in Catch and Release with Timothy Oliphant and Jennifer Garner. Um, he did sad. An Evening with Kevin Smith 2. Um, and then 2007, he played Frederick Warlock Claudus in Live Free or Die Hard. That's right! Uh, which, where I'm guessing he probably met uh, Bruce Willis for the first time. Yeah. Um, and uh, what's his name, too? Uh, is that kid. a spinoff of Die Hard? Oh, Justin no, Long. Justin Long. Long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is Die Hard? I can't want to say Jason Lee, but like, that's the other guy. I never saw that. Smith made uncredited rewrites to the scenes in which he appears in Die Hard. And also in 2007, sold out a three-evening with Kevin Smith was released. Yeah, three-evening. What What year was his Yes, Dear cameo? I have no idea. That's not on your fucking list. He was in Yes, Dear? Yeah. No. That's Kevin Smith. Yes, Dear? I got seven and a half pages of shit. I couldn't put it all on there, buddy. I love Yes, Dear. You forgot the best thing he's ever done. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, 2008 through 2009, um, originally announced in March 2006 as Smith's second non-viewist universe film. I love that everything you bring up, you're like, this year, <laughs> this thing that was originally announced yeah. three years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was Zack and Mary make a porno. Uh, but if you lived Have in I Utah, it was Zack and Mary. It was that. just Zack and Mary. Have I yes. seen that? He said you Who saw it that? with them. Yeah. Holy crap, woman, keep up. Yeah. I saw that? I remember us watching it. I saw it. I'm glad that. you remember it. 
porno people had sex in it someone with the yeah, pink it's pong not a very ball. easy movie were to, they in to like forget a, so was it like oh, they wait. were in like yeah. a, a building filming it and then they got in love locked, in love were they, they locked in, in? No. no i don't know <laughs> I don't know. know. <laughs> they actually made a porno film, and it was from high school, and then maybe I'm thinking of something else. But it had Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yes, Seth mm-hmm. Rogen and Elizabeth yeah. Banks. I don't know who that is. Him and his well, Elizabeth Banks. That sounds familiar. I'm sorry. Like, Moving oh. on. Oh, you're fine. Um, although it was originally touted as his second non-Jersey movie, you know, in that same universe, same it has come out later that where he said no. Well, if you've seen Jay and Silent Bob reboot, yeah, Justin Long plays the same character he did in. Yeah. But they couldn't call that. him that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he he does say that no, that does exist in yeah. in the, the universe. Um, also, that year he wrote Batman Cacophony. That's with right. art by friend Walt Flanagan, which ran from November 2008 to January 2009. The series features the villain Onomatopoeia. Ono, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Onomatopoeia. Yeah. Uh, a character created by Smith during his run on Green Arrow. Was Green Onomatopoeia Arrow. It's somewhere it? in TV there. show. The Joker, yeah. Maxi Zeus, and Victor Zaz were yeah. also in it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the trade paperback of Cacophony mm-hmm. became a New York Times bestseller in their hardcover graphic novel section. Uh, in 2010, Smith wrote the six issue Batman miniseries, The Widening Gyre, or Gyre, Gyre depending is the on. Gyre. Uh, like drawn gyros? again by Walt Flanagan. The series was initially planned as 12 issues, with a long break planned between issues six and seven. After issue six was published, Smith and Flanagan's work on their reality show, Comic Book Man. Extended this planned break longer than expected. It was decided uh, they would release the remaining issues as a separate series, Again, which was scheduled for 2016. Yeah, it was supposed to be a But part it remains three. unreleased. Yeah. yeah, it was supposed to be a trilogy. It was supposed to be like Cacophony, sh- Whiting, mm-hmm. Gyre, and then there was supposed to be a part three that just never... Again, uh, I just think it's... Batman Bellicosity is what it was supposed to be called. That sounds like a terrible name. Bellicosity? Yeah, Bellicosity. Yeah, it is, but... Is it not just... a good title? They didn't, call you and they didn't tell you about it, huh? Is that actually a word? Well, it's not on my word finder yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> 2009, Smith had signed on to direct A Couple of Dicks, which is a buddy cop what? buddy cop comedy written by the Cullen Brothers and starring mm-hmm. Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. Due to controversy surrounding the original title, it was changed to A Couple of Cops, then reverted back to A Couple of Dicks due to negative reaction before finally settling on the title cop out uh the budget was 30 million on that and it made 55.6 million in the box office um also in 2010 smith published green hornet story by dynamite based on an unused script he wrote for a green hornet film that never came to fruition didn't he do like a kato series too just like a kato uh he didn't but they um who that i want to say andy diggle did it? It was a spinoff up uh, from the Kevin Smith oh, series, but oh, he okay. he did oh, not write okay. that one. Who is the actor oh, in the Green Hornet movie? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Yeah. Okay, that's who I again. And uh, and uh, Harold's coming Harold back. Kumar. Oh, was he uh, Kato? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, and Cop Out was another one too, where it was like kind of uh, him getting another. That that was the first movie he he directed that he didn't write. Yeah. Didn't yeah. Write. yeah. yeah. Because he, like, all of Kevin Smith's movies are very much his creation. They're his baby. Not like most directors, like, 
J.J. Abrams, hey, we're bringing you in to direct this movie. We want you to be kind of the overseer. But he's not creating The Force Awakens. It's more like he comes in to direct the movie and kind of guide it where it needs to go. Yeah. And Kevin Smith Kevin Smith is the one that writes the script and builds the thing from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Not this one. Not this one. No. No. Which is probably mm-hmm. why it's his least favorite movie he's ever done. <laughs> Well, would he, you say he didn't get along with Bruce say, Willis either? So. Say it again. Well. Say, would you say that that because it's his baby that they do become like either cult classics or they do make a profit on it? Do you think that's what? Um, well, because I mean, we've seen Mall some. We've seen some of his. his yeah, we've yeah. seen a lot of his ones that mm-hmm. didn't make profit. Yeah. That he but wrote. it, be- I, I, I said. You they, they forgot become... my cult classic part. Oh, yeah. You yeah, forgot yeah. that. Um, I don't see Yoga Hosers becoming a cult classic anytime soon. <laughs> I, I do know people, uh, hashtag Fucky Charles, who like that movie, but oh, it's, uh, it's I don't know. terrible. I it's Is that the one different. with his daughter? Yeah, uh, and Johnny Depp's daughter. Johnny Depp's daughter. Okay. And friend. And friend. I don't know. His daughter and friend. And friend, yes. <laughs> um, 2011. He did his first uh, independently financed horror film, loosely inspired by the Westboro ba- Baptist Church and its pastor, Fred Phelps, I this one. Uh, called Red State. Mm-hmm. I loved Red State. I felt yeah. I felt that was, for me, it felt like a horror movie because it felt like that cultish religion shit and how crazy these guys will get. Red um, State's pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Um, after he premiered it at Sundance, he said he would auction it off the rights to any to any uh, movie company for four million dollars, um, but instead he kept the rights to the film after after I mean it, it raised some controversy. There yeah. was religious freaks that were protesting, and, which you would have thought after Dogma, it's like come on, what do you guys oh, exa- exactly, yeah. Uh, he instead he kept the rights to himself and self distributed under Smodcast Pictures banner, uh, and then he kind of did like a little tour with it, kind of like what he did with the reboot. Um, he has said that it has made it was it was a million dollar budget, and he it made it back. It 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 made the Aww. the money back. So between the touring and the video on demand, it, it made its money back. I that that's probably one of th- that didn't do too well for him, but I I really enjoy that movie. It's, you could say that's maybe his most underrated movie. Yeah. Um. In August of 2011, Dynamite Entertainment debuted Smith's The Bionic Man, which was based on a, another movie script that Universal rejected for being more like a comic book than a movie. And He was like, well, fuck, I guess I should just take it yeah. to... <laughs> and if you haven't read The Bionic Man comic book, it is fucking sweet. I, I actually <laughs> thought about it when I was picking what to read because it was on Comixology. Oh, it's, it's good. Um, that I could have read it with my subscription, and I was like, yeah, I'll read that. And it's one of those things like in, in Kevin Smith vein, like when you're reading a comic book and it's it's going to that climax and like yeah. oh my god like washington dc is going to be nuked but no the hero's going to save the day oh no he misses it and shit yeah. just goes wrong and you're like oh i wasn't expecting <laughs> it to take that turn you know that, that kind I, of stuff my whole thing was i didn't i don't i didn't know how much i needed to know about the bionic man to read it i uh, probably not, not okay much. Well, I, I wasn't going to take that chance because I, like, <laughs> I know i know nothing about the bionic man I'm like i don't want to read this book if this is supposed to be something like i'm supposed to have some understanding of who this character is because i don't all you need to know is it was the guy who it was the uh, he was i think he was a pilot a test pilot gotten a you know crashed a plane and then they Mm. rebuilt him and made him the bionic for six million dollars yeah is that why they call him the six million dollars yeah what do you think they made him stronger faster i've I've never seen it i wouldn't know i've just heard the term the six million dollar man 
Was it Inspector Gadget? Like, not a spinoff, <laughs> but I mean, like. It's like, in that vein. Yeah, okay. it's in that vein. Yeah, like a Make kiddie version. Oh, like the Inspector Gadget before? <laughs> No, no, it was Dollar Man. Dollar Man was when I was a little kid. Okay, okay. Say the thing, it was stronger. It was a parody. That was the word I was looking for. Inspector Gadget is a parody. Isn't Six Million Dollar Man the we have the technology? Isn't that where that comes from? Yes, yes. But what is it? We have the technology and make them better. I don't know. I've never seen it. Stronger. I've always heard that we have the technology. More manly. We can rebuild them. We can rebuild them with how many pesos? I don't know. That's a different movie. Don't that's, we? What's that's a peso a to dollar ratio? Yeah, that's a real one. Um, Kevin Smith actually came out before Red State saying that he would soon retire from directing. Oh, yeah, whatever. And announced that his last movie would be Clerks 3. But Liar. In the- <laughs> Which still might be true, but because Clerks 3 doesn't exist. so. Uh, but in December of 2013, oh, he doesn't? said he would... No. No, oh. yeah. He said he would continue to make movies, but only ones that were uniquely his, as what opposed to generic new- ones. What was the new movie that you guys saw? Reboot. Reboot. James Bond Bob Reboot. Yeah. Bob Reboot. Um, so it wasn't uh, his last movie. No, he lied. No. He, he, so- he said that he would soon retire from directing. Yeah. Soon could be thirty years. It's like I keep oh. hearing that Quentin Tarantino, like yeah. I'm doing these I'm this doing amount ten, ten yeah. and then I'm done, and like Quentin Tarantino did all the movies that I didn't see, but I only saw the one that had Leonardo DiCaprio with the flame thrower, flame thrower. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, I still haven't. That's the one I haven't seen. <laughs> Once upon a time. That's in Hollywood, the only one I have sweet. seen. I, it's it's pretty sweet. Um, you talking about how he said he wants to only do movies that are uniquely his? Yeah. He, he told this awesome story on a podcast not too long ago where um, he talks a lot about The Dark Knight Returns. That's like his. He calls that like his holy Bible of comic books, the Frank Miller book. Um, and the first scene of that book, if, if anyone out there hasn't read it for whatever reason, is uh, Bruce Wayne. on a, he's, he's racing cars and he's on a racetrack. And um, he, he, he's basically trying to find ways to kill himself. Because he doesn't have any drive anymore. Mm. And so um, he goes to almost cause a crash. And there's an inner monologue that Frank Miller writes where he says, this would be a good death. But then right last minute he swerves away. He says, but not good enough. Because it's like his ego won't allow it. Like, that's the way Batman goes out. He wants to die, but he also wants to die in a way that he feels like is worthy of himself. And so he says that quote sticks in his head a lot. And he says, I remember during cop out and everything where it was like he goes there was a part of my mind that where it was like i could just do this like i could just ride this out into retirement like he goes i had lots of other offers from other studios like why don't you come in and direct this movie and direct this movie and you know stuff that weren't my scripts and he goes i kept coming back to that line like like this would be a good death but not good enough like that's it it, his heart wasn't in it Mm -hmm. kind of a thing so makes sense yeah I haven't gotten there yet. I'm not uh, cool. 2014, um, he did his his next horror movie, Tusk, mm. um, <laughs> which they he got the idea from reading an ad about a man who rents out a room in his house for free on the condition that the respondent dresses as walrus for two hours per day for him. <laughs> and I guess that just gave him the idea of like, what if? <laughs> You've heard of Buffalo Bill. What about Walrus Bill? So Tusk is a horror movie. It, it, he he was coming out saying this is more this is this is 
a it's full a Kevin on Smith horror, horror movie. movie. So I was very excited because I thought Red, I thought he did really well with Red State, and I like horror movies. So we went, we went like the opening night. Like I, mm. I still haven't pulled out my Blu-ray, but I think my my name's supposed to be in the credits because mm. we saw the special screening and you take oh. a picture of and, your ticket. And, and and in the horror movie, somebody's dressed up as a walrus. No, he slowly changes the guy into a walrus into a walrus into a but for the first 30 minutes i'm like i'm rolling i'm like this is this is kevin smith i'm laughing my ass off i'm like this is not a horror movie and then it takes a fucking turn and it's like disturbingly fucked up yeah um and then john uh johnny depp is amazing in that movie and how like, the fuck Kevin Smith got Johnny he? Depp to be in, in one that? of his movies? He know. plays a Canadian inspector, oh. but he has so you like if you didn't know it was him, you wouldn't know it was him. He has so much makeup and prosthetics on that you you wouldn't know that was Johnny Depp. Oh, okay, um, like to the point like when it was over, I was saying something about how Johnny Depp was so awesome in that mm-hmm. movie, and the guys in front of us were like, "Fucking Johnny Depp wasn't in that movie." I'm like, "Yes, he was. He was yeah. the best part of that movie." <laughs> I think I may send. Didn't I send Brandy with you on that one? No, it oh. was it was me and the guys. Um, before That's yeah. how I get out of horror movies, is I send Brandy. With, like, <laughs> didn't I send Brandy? What? Uh, before Tusk was released, Kevin Smith wrote a script for a spinoff of the film, which he titled Yoga Hosers. Uh, that began filming in 2014 and was released in 2016. It's, it stars Kevin Smith's daughter, Harley Quinn Smith, and Lily Rose Depp reprising, reprising their two minor characters from Tusk, with Johnny Depp also playing the inspector character from the earlier film. He's barely in Yoga Hosers, though, right? It's yeah, like, and like he, even he couldn't save Yoga Hosers, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Like He was amazing in Tusk, and when he showed up in Yoga Hosers, like, there's hope, and yeah. then it just went away, and I'm like, God damn it. German sausages. It's a Nazi. Yeah, the Nazi sausage thing. thing. Yeah, Um, and it's supposed to. That's supposed to be a trilogy of movies with like the. I think it's like moose knuckles or or moose jaws. Moose jaws. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like jaws with a moose in Canada. Uh, it's supposed to be like a trilogy, which he I, apparently he's written the script for. But I, I've I've heard I listen to a lot of his podcasts. I've I've heard him bring up the I, script for Moose Jaws. Many I'm glad times. you listened to him because if I went down that rabbit hole, there there would be no end because he does so many goddamn podcasts. And I, be so I mainly much just do the one I do the, to the Fat and, Man Beyond one is because oh, okay. that because that's the one that's like it's him talking about pop culture shit. That's the okay. shit I'm mostly interested. Yeah, in. Okay. And that's the one where it's like him just he even brings it up on that podcast quite a bit where he's like, this is the one I look forward to doing the most because it's it's more like laid back and they just laugh and they talk about shit. It's nice. more like him relaxed. They're not he's he's very rarely promoting his own shit there. That's like me and this podcast. This is the one I really do. Yo, you were talking about yoga. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but also in 2014, um, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman released a six issue Batman 66 crossover featuring Batman and the Green Hornet, which was titled Batman 66 meets the Green Hornet. Uh, in 2016, Sorry. that's when Yoga Hosers came out. He also released a one shot comic book uh, to coincide with that as mm-hmm. well. February 2017, uh, Smith was announced to write and direct and executive produce a TV series based on the image comic title Sam and Twitch for BBC America. Didn't happen. Where the fuck is that? Because that would be awesome. Uh, well, no. Okay, so I don't know if I'm misremembering this. I remember him talking about that a lot again on this podcast. Him and Todd McFarlane went around to a bunch of networks selling Spot. that, pitching that show. And nobody ever picked it up was the way I remember that. Interesting. Being. Okay. So this I don't know. specifically says BBC America. Okay. I don't so. ever remember it getting that far. Hmm. 
Because I thought that's why it never happened. Because because they, they first they tried to take it to AMC because they had the the Walking Dead, not AMC. Is it AMC? AMC. Yeah, yeah. Because they had the Walking Dead and Comic Book Men, and they didn't. They wouldn't pick it up, and they took it. They tried taking it to Netflix and a couple other places, and Did, weren't were able. Were they not bringing up the name Spawn with it? I mean, that it's probably Spawn, could have been. Spawn, uh, Spawn, uh, no, but I mean, Spawn like, a sellable hey. franchise anymore. As much as I love Spawn, I is that enough. is that a franchise that really sways people? Like, hey, this you know this is related to Spawn, no, right? In, in the in the industry I work in, yes, Spawn is fucking still ridiculously huge. Well, that's which good. I don't good understand myself, but whatever. Um, also that year, 2017, he appeared as himself in the animated movie Teen Titans: The Judas Contract. <gasps> he does podcasting yeah. with Beast Boy. Weird, because I don't remember that in the comic book. But in, whatever. In Teen Titans Go? At, no, Teen Titans. The Judas Contract. It's the directed <laughs> DVD. <laughs> oh, that one. Oh, yes. Um, at the so very at the very end of the movie, Beast Boy is just being interviewed by Kevin Smith, but he looks like Kevin Smith. Oh, okay. Um, also in 2017, due to obstacles getting Clerks Three or Mallrats Two produced. Uh, Smith decided to write and direct a Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back sequel instead. Jane and Silent Bob Reboot. It was scheduled to be filmed in September, but shooting was postponed to February and March 2019. Because um, of? He had a heart ass? attack? No. Oh, well, yeah. That's the next, that's <laughs> oh, the next okay. thing. Okay. I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> postponed, it was yes. postponed because the man almost died. Yeah. He, uh, oh, where's the thing? Um, my last page. And here. now he's vegan? Yes. yes. He is. Yeah. He is vegan now. It's crazy. And he does. I don't think I could do that. He does those crazy like seventy-two hour fasts. Seventy-two hour fasts. Yeah, it was a three-day fast Sucking or whatever. Um, yeah, like sometimes on his podcast, he'll be talking about like, oh yeah, I'm struggling a little bit in like the middle of a fast, but I get to eat tomorrow at like four o'clock, so I'm looking forward to it, whatever. And it's like, fuck that, dude. <laughs> Good on him though, but oh, if you if you can do it, it, power to you. But yeah, don't ask me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 2018, he had his heart attack while, um, an hour after he had filmed his special, Silent But Deadly. In between shows. In between, they, yeah, because yeah, they, they were supposed to do two, because when you film a, com- a comedy special, you do two shows, and you take the best of both, and you kind of cut them okay. together. And uh, so the, the version of Silent But Deadly that's out there is just the one, because they only got to do yeah. one, one, so... Yeah. Um, and if you've if you if you've watched that, um, it's pretty funny. Silent but Deadly. I can't remember good. if it's an interview on that or what. I mean, like I said, I've seen so many interviews and commentaries and stuff. Uh, he was actually talking. Uh, the doctor was like, "Did you take anything before?" And he's he's basically what he did was he was going. He went and got high. He was yeah, getting he, high before the next show. And he was like, "I'm just. I was really stoned." And the doctor's like, "That saved your life. Yeah, because you're you're calm." And he's like, normally when this happens, they call it the Widowmaker. I guess yeah. the kind of heart attack he had. Exactly, it's like yeah. because you don't survive that. He had like wow. he had like ninety nine percent blockage in yeah. his valve or whatever. And they, he said he said that he's like getting high probably saved your life because you calmed down and you didn't panic mm-hmm. and you. you well, you the, just the, 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 like the way that. he tells the story too is he was like very out of the loop of what was going on. He said he was in between shows and he was waiting and you know he smoked some weed and everything. And he's like, I, he's like, and I started feeling. He said it wasn't so much like pressure, like they a lot of times they describe. It, just yeah, it felt like just felt he felt tired and like yeah. kind of gassed, and then kind of sweaty. And, and, then, and yeah, and he yeah. was like, I think I need it. And then he says, by the time the doctors got to him, they're like, you're having a heart attack. He's like, I am. Yeah. And, he, and he was like, I, it it didn't feel at all what he, you know, had always been like, oh, the left arm and mm-hmm. the chest pain or whatever. He goes, I didn't have that. It was probably because he, he was, was high. high. I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe. So yeah. that's why it saved him. So. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, it was just pressure. And since then, he's lost like 130 oh, yeah. pounds it's, or some shit like that. That's crazy. It's. I mean, he was well over, well deep into the 300s. Yeah. yeah. He, it was, at, at one point, he yeah. He, <laughs> as Aaron was, he'd bounced all over. Deep into deep, the deep, deep into, into the, the 300s. You gotta see that routine. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I I bet he's probably what barely over 200 now. Probably. No, even less. Right? He's probably he's, less no, he's, now. He's really? Pretty How tall is he? Doesn't matter. He didn't oh. write down the list. Well, I mean, it that would matter. give me an idea. Anyways, go on. Uh, 2019, oh, he did uh, Hit Girl in Hollywood. The plot the plot revolves around Hit Girl's infamy having grown to legendary proportions thanks the to a bestseller book. that I know of. Um, I think it is, actually, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um. It's about to be adapted into a movie, prompting Hit Girl to go to Hollywood and settle the matter her style. However, as she soon discovers, the movie is not going to He's only be five the eight. only copy of her life. He said story. Mark Miller asked him uh, specifically He's to do it. Story. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's why he. Because I, I don't oh, think he was pitching to write a comic book necessarily, but he said that uh, he He's was shorter asked. than Tyler. So. Five How tall are you? 5'10. Five 5'10? Ten. Five ten? He's 5'8. Okay. Now, now we're judging. Uh, he was I'm also judging. announced to write <laughs> the animated uh, web series Howard the Duck for Hulu. I think Which that's is, been canceled. That's been canned. Yeah, that's not. Um, not working because on that it's anymore. Howard the Duck. And it's because of Disney. On October two thousand, October October first, right. twenty nineteen, Smith announced on Instagram that Clerks three was officially happening, and that Jeff Anderson, who had retired, had agreed to reprise his role as Randall. No. Um. And then, was that the whole reason they weren't going to do it before? Because they couldn't get Randall back? They, I guess they had a big falling out. Oh, okay. Um, I, I I don't know Everybody much about that, but I guess they had a big falling out. I, but they've I know of... he's always, he's brought up a couple of times, but he never goes into detail. He just always alluded that like there was something with one of the actors, and that's about as far yeah, as it went. Yeah. Um, he has directed three episodes of The Flash. Yeah. Yep. Um, the Runaway Dinosaur, Killer Frost, and Noel and Annoyed. Four episodes of Supergirl. Supergirl Lives, Distant Sun, Damage, and Bunker Hill. And three episodes of uh, three episodes of a show I watched uh, uh, regularly, The Goldbergs. Goldbergs yeah. um, the Dynamic Duo, Graduation Day, and Our Perfect Strangers. Um, and then the last thing I have here, which I thought was interesting as shit. because he, he also does... wrote a, a story for uh, Detective Comics 1000 last oh, year yeah, as well. That's right. The big the little... Batman. And that was a cool little story. Too. It was. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. Um this is the la- the last thing I have. It's just kind of an, an interesting thing because he does all his Q and A's and and everything. And I I got to go see him at Wise Guys and I got to mm. ask yeah, him a question he- and everything. Um, but Smith's longest Q and A session was it when session. he was big. Um, yeah, I was guess. he big? Was. Like in person? Was Why he- does it matter? God, yeah. I don't know because it was looks pretty big. Like, I'm just curious, like, was he fucking big? Yeah, Stop yeah, judging. So. God, I'm not judging. judging. <laughs> I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just asking if he's big. Piggies. I actually asked him a story about. Um, he's five eight. God, what was it? He asked him how tall he was. No, I asked him. <laughs> I, 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 I asked him to tell me a good story about getting getting drunk. Uh-huh. And he's like, I never really drank a lot. I I've smoked a lot of weed. And I'm like, well, tell me a weed story. But he told me about the yeah. first time he got drunk and he he had a thing for his best friend's sister. And they went oh. up to go like make out in a room, and then he ended up throwing up all over her room and in oh, her drawers no. and everything because he was so drunk. And I'm like, okay, it was a cool story. Yeah. I'm glad I asked. It was um, what's your time? So Smith's longest Q and A session took place April second, two thousand five, okay. at the Count Bays Bays Theater in Red Bank, New Jersey. The sold out event was over seven hours long. 
took place from 8 p.m. through 3 a.m., which due to daylight savings time was actually 4 a.m. Following that Q&A, he opened the Jay and Silent Bob secret stash for a meet and greet for the number of people remaining so Uh he could go meet him, sign autographs. That ended around 6.30 a.m. He then hopped on a plane and did another Q&A at the Rouse Center for the Arts in Crystal Lake, Illinois, that night. Planned for two hours, it lasted just over five hours, ending a little after 1 a.m. Oh, my gosh. That guy can talk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Especially about himself. (laughs) Yeah. But his stories, it's enjoyable. Oh, yeah. I love his stories. But he, and and he'll be the first to tell you, he is the biggest Kevin Smith fan on the planet. Yeah. And so he loves to talk about Kevin Smith. Well, if you're selling yourself, you're selling things that you like, that you do, yeah, you have to be your biggest seller. Yeah. Because no one else is going to be your biggest seller, only yourself. Oh, sorry. Go. I'm sorry. I'm just Rocky. I'm just Rocky. Go. (laughs) I, I have a list of awards, but also some movie awards because I know you usually go to yeah, yeah. Like, oh, awards yeah. and stuff. He but like um, he won in 1999. When he won the Harvey Award for Daredevil, Bullseye, Target, <laughs> uh, and Clerks, the comic book, and Jane Silent Bob series. Um, trying to see if there's any more comicy awards here. Uh, I'm not really seeing. Them. I'm, I'm I'm sure he's. No, I mean, that's about it. He, <laughs> no, has a, he has a street named after him. And then, like you had mentioned earlier, uh, Clerks has been selected by the Library of Congress for preservation and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Which huh. is, I mean, that's a high honor for a movie. Oh, yeah, no, that, uh, I would agree. There's, there's, you know, maybe a hundred and some movies in there. I don't know how many movies are in there, but not, not many. Yeah. So, the cream of the crap. All right. That's good. All right. How, All right. how long was that, Mary? Did I, did I get too long-winded? Um, we're at just over an hour. See, oh, that's, that's not, not bad. bad. Yeah. You were so worried. Mary, <laughs> tell us about Guardian Devil. Okay, so Kevin I... Kevin re- Smith and Joe Kassar. Yeah, um, so, listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I spit, people. I spit with that. Like, she got serious. Listen here. Oh, it was rough. Really? It was Why? really rough. You, are you a Daredevil fan? Not really. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm that's the book that made happened? me a Daredevil fan. Yeah, no, Tell was... us, Mary. It was rough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's mostly what I... And also, maybe I'm just tired. Who knows? When I, you know, while reading it, it could be that as well. Um, it was just... It was a lot of words. I didn't <laughs> feel like I needed that many words. Um mm-hmm. It's, it's like fine. when you open up a Spawn comic book, that first page is just all the news reports. Oh, yeah. You're like, Jesus yeah. Christ, Todd. It's for some people. <laughs> I know Tyler really liked it. Um, I think, I guess you guys. Most people I know. I don't like know. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. most people like it, apparently. It wasn't really for, for me, I guess. That's I don't. Bad. I don't need so much. I'm also not really that big into, like, religion. And Daredevil is Catholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah? yeah. And... So I'm not really into that. Wouldn't it be cool if he was a Scientologist. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been epic. That would have been interesting. Guy uh, literally dresses up as the devil. <laughs> He's a Scientologist. I thought it. I thought the overall story was really was fine. Um, had to, we had a a baby who is the Antichrist, and then it ended up the twist. Can I ruin it? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Because oh, it's so old. People, people know this. Story. The twist. The twist was it was all. Oh my gosh! I was going to call him Mirror Master. Mysterio? What's his name? Mysterio. Mysterio. It was all Mysterio. Uh, it was all Mysterio all along. The artwork was really great. 
Yeah. Casada's face. Quesadilla Quesa- can do some Quesadilla. stuff. <laughs> yeah, he can do great that, that scene where he links up with Doctor Strange and they, they summon fucking Mephisto, like, Casada. Yeah. kicks ass on those it's pages, the whole dude. like we it's a statue it's a daredevil statue on top of the cross i I, yeah. I think for myself the biggest thing and i hate that i hate that i'm not like tyler can talk good things about it if he wants the thing for me that kind of like made me like it was the very beginning really it's the letter that what's her face writes karen, karen page mm-hmm. i had no idea who that was I Have you not watched the Netflix series? No. Let oh my her, god. Okay. I haven't have seen anything. So you I'm, know I'm sorry. This is like this is listen. If you like Daredevil, if you've read at least a little bit probably of it, I would say then you can read it. If this is your first Daredevil thing, which it was my first Daredevil thing was it besides yours? pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Was it yours? Much, okay. Yeah. I mean, that, you knew of the character. I'm yeah. Sure. Oh I'm yeah. Sure yeah, yeah. I only knew. That was the comic that got me into Daredevil. I only knew the character and what has shown me in the daredevil movie like like that's bas- all i knew like basically like me reading guardian devil for the first time i was aware enough of the character to know who he was but still would like pause like foggy oh that's the little lawyer friend okay like that like yeah that, like that i knew who foggy was, like, was but there's was like page? that whole big thing with karen page where she writes him a letter she breaks up with him and then she goes to la and i'm like who is this and why do i care and why is daredevil so you upset about this and i was like i mean obviously he must care about her and i should care but i don't because i don't know the character so i would just say if it's if you're gonna read daredevil for the very first time this is probably not the book for that okay that's so weird because like if someone asked me for a daredevil story this is the one i'm giving them i would not this is the one i'm giving them i would not i I mean i guess you could go with like man without fear you get kind of an origin story that way born again maybe but like I don't know. I'm probably because because this was my first one and I had such a good experience with it. I, this is what I would choose to give somebody. Interesting. You should have given her Green Arrow. So I'm very I'm very sorry if people no, really I think like it's it. Really nice. After a I'm while, I'm just gonna give my honest opinion. No, that's, that that's what that's it was what this not for me. After a while, everybody has their favorite, right? Like every comic book is amazing. Guardian, because I have the fucking statue at home, right? Yeah. After a while, it's kind of nice to hear people go, well, I didn't get it. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, and, like, the artwork is really great. And if you have a statue from it, oh, I bet it's amazing. I think I I heard somewhere that Aaron has this Daredevil statue. Yeah, I do have a Daredevil statue. I think I've heard that once or twice tonight. I just don't know. (laughs) That's the comic I remember. And and if you love love this one. Is that it right there? It is. It is. Oh, yeah, no, no. So much Okay, wait, so go. Where is the letter she's talking about? It's the very beginning. It's all this. It's like four pages. So she was hit up with a lot of information. Right for context, yeah. this was the first comic book Kevin Smith ever wrote. Yes. And he, well, no. He, no, no, he no, did no, all no. the clerks and yeah, all no, that no, stuff. No, first, no. like, major... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, okay. Don't but, even pander But, it. well, th- this is from him, though. He talks about the reason that he this is the way that it is is he was not used to writing for this format. Mm. I like to He was used out. to writing scripts, and so... Uh, Mary he's, doesn't like all the jibber-jabber the front. No, uh, no, her, no I'm saying her, her opinion is completely justified. But... Uh, he he said that uh, Casada would give him shit when he would send in the scripts. Um, he said Casada would tell him like, you know, Kevin, I would like to draw the characters <laughs> because he's like, you left me no room on the oh, page yeah, no, I, because I, you were filling the whole thing up with words. Like yeah. you're putting like so many caption Little, boxes. Oh, I was wondering where, where am I supposed you put to the draw? Bubbles, yeah. 
And, I, and honestly, book. I could be biased. There's probably some comic books that I really love out there that have a lot of words as well that I some other people were like, don't apologize. no, it's too much. But I love the not really an apology, but more like, OK, yeah. Like how, how, how Marvel back in the day used to do a lot of the little nicknames. Mm. I love it. It's uh, written by Kevin. You asked for him. You got him, Smith. <laughs> well, it's, the book is beautiful. And that's oh, yeah. what I, I mean. The writing, and I think that's what oh, yeah, it is there, after a while. There's a lot of words here. How long did it take you to get through? Um, yeah, Mary. A couple hours. No, I, I wouldn't doubt it. It th- This was one I spent a couple days on the really? first time I read it, just because it was so wordy. Like I can only read like an issue or two at a time before I was like, okay, I need a break. Really? <laughs> Listen, I say it's, it's only eight issues, but it's just a lot. Yeah. Every issue is very... And Very I saved heavy. it. I saved We're it all old for today. We read it uh, oh, as it great. came out. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. It, really? it, 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 it would me, be a hard yeah. book to read in one sitting because it's just a lot. It's it very was. dense. Okay. Oh, you're so right. I, I, I split it up over a couple days. In, in the it same is. way that Watchmen kind of is, where it's like it's it, that's a hard book to sit and read all at once. I and if you love you. Kevin Smith and if you love Daredevil, I bet it's you'll perfect. like this. No, it is. It's one of those books I have to admit I enjoy thoroughly. There's a wonderful joke from Black Widow in this oh, book where they they find this baby who they believe is the Antichrist, right? And Daredevil's basically asking that's, Black Widow. That's her statue. Um, uh, <laughs> it's a good statue. Where he's, be, where yeah. he's asking Black Widow for help. Like you're I you're a woman. That. Like I need some. This oh, kid needs some hilarious. motherly attention, yeah. right? And so they, they, uh, she, she give, she gives him like a binky or a bottle or something, whatever. And she's and because Black Widow and Daredevil used to date, right? They, they had broke up mm. by this point. But she says, "Oh, he has your grip. Like he's biting the nipple too hard." And oh. I was like, "I was like, Kevin Smith had like that's a Kevin Smith joke. <laughs> yeah. There was no way he wasn't gonna get one in there." That, that's one thing I can say. I, I like his his Batman stuff, but it is very much when people ask me how is it, I'm like, it's. It's a Kevin Smith writing Batman. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's different. If that's what you're in the market for, yeah, it's it's exactly what. You, yeah. Speaking of Kevin Smith Holy writing shit, Batman, you're right. Look at that. Uh, there's that's even, a lot. Very wordy. It's a lot. So you were saying, but anyway, speaking of Kevin Smith writing Batman, I, I love uh, that cover with the baby I, on the back. Yeah. I read Batman Cacophony uh, for this. And it was a book that I hadn't read in a long time. I'd read it's it once before. Me, I, yeah. I had forgotten a, a good chunk of it. Um, this is written by Kevin Smith, obviously, drawn by Walter Flanagan, who, if you've seen Comic Book Man, you know who he is. He's also in Clerks. He's he has a little in, dog that has a gigantic penis. There you go. Um, <laughs> he's one of Kevin Smith's big friends. He's one of the friends that got him into comic books when they were teenagers. So, um, and and he's not and he's not a bad artist. He's not, um, you know fucking Jim Lee or whatever yeah. but like like the the book is serviceable like the artwork is pretty serviceable oh, yeah. it's yeah. it's stylized but I kind of like his version of Batman I really like his version of Deadshot is this what you read are we do, yeah. are we yeah. on you yeah. yeah oh well usually we go to Aaron um, I know I, well, I was just rolling with well, yeah, it I just gave smiled me the good uh, yeah. where he brought we, a Batman he gave oh, I'm sorry yeah, I was uh, the opening like, thing that I'm you guys not totally big missed. on his version of Joker the way Kevin writes him or the way Walter Flanagan mm-hmm. draws him I can see that um but part of me almost thinks that uh, because Kevin Smith loves The Dark Knight Returns so much, and and Frank and Frank Miller's version of the Joker is also not a version of the Joker that I particularly love, because Kev, uh, it's a Frank, very different. The and Dark stylized. Knight Returns is another one that I will never read again. 
Wow. Really? It gave me such a headache. I will watch the movie. <laughs> Dark Knight I will watch the two movies. Did Kevin Smith write that book? No, but okay, I'm just that? saying. It was a great <laughs> book. That's just What's another one. Like, like, speaking of shitty books. <laughs> it's not shitty. It's one of the not, greatest Batman stories of all time. It's not oh. shitty. It it's actually enjoyable. the op- It's so, not the opposite, but it's the opposite problem that I had with this book where it was too many words and really great art. It was really bad art for me. Hmm. But really great, like dialogue. The art in, in Dark Knight Returns is very different. We'll leave it. It is. Yeah. It is. But anyway, okay, sorry. Go on. Go on. Kevin, Kevin Smith writes oh. the Joker in Cacophony similar to the way that Frank Miller writes the Joker, and like Frank Miller believes that the Joker is like uh, homosexually in love with Batman, basically. Oh, that's that one. And oh, I know. I've heard like, of that like, one. Like the Joker has this like desire for Batman that's so much deeper than. Mm-hmm a foil and i think kevin smith's kind of doing some of that to kind of as an homage in this and that's just not a version of the joker i've ever loved not because of any like i don't need no queer joker or not anything like that <laughs> but it's just that, that that's not the way i've ever seen that relationship and i think it works in the dark knight returns like the way that it the way he it, it's presented in that book it works there mm-hmm. but it's not a version of the joker i like to see very often yeah so but basically the main story of cacophony is um, the Joker's fear toxin, or whatever—not fear toxin. The, the Joker toxin, basically, that you know he uses, has been uh, kind of war- rewarped and tooled into this drug, this new drug that's hit the streets in Gotham that's being nicknamed Chuckles. Um, that's being been distributed while the Joker has been in Arkham, and Automatopia, the villain that he created in, in Green Arrow, shows up here. Um. Uh, I don't want to get too much into it, I guess, because I, I I always like to use these as like I'm recommending this book. Yeah, you know, I I mean it's up to every person how much of the book they want to give up. I I never try to give too much away in these, but yeah, so it's it, it's a very street level Batman story. There's nothing too crazy going on. Um, there's a lot of characters that show up, and I know Kevin Smith has said that uh, when him and Walter were working on this book, it was very much like he told Walter he's like, well who do you want to draw? And I'll write the story uh, around that. Well, so, and, and, and that, that's Devil, why I mean. you see like dead shots in the book. Cause that was a book. Walter finally can really wanted to draw. Like, so nice. it, it makes sense with like, oh, okay. It, it was like, yeah, tell me the characters you really like to draw. And then we'll, we'll create a we'll story around, around that. all that. So nice. that's Batman cacophony. It's it, like, like Kylie mentioned earlier, it's a, it's Kevin Smith writing Batman. Mm-hmm. And if that's something that interests you read, it. if you're just a Batman fan, this isn't a book I would immediately give to somebody. It, you'd have to ask them a couple questions first about what they're kind of into. This isn't a Batman book you could just hand anybody that's looking for a Batman book. Yeah. This is this will be nowhere near the the list of books that comes to my head if someone goes, "What's a good Batman story?" You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm good. I'm I'm recommending a lot of books before I get to this one. Mm-hmm. But it, it has its moments. But yeah, like you were saying, you ask them a couple questions. But if you find like, hey, these. This guy likes Kevin Smith. Yeah. Oh, he wants a Batman book? Hey, you might be interested. Also, while we're talking about Kevin Smith's Batman, since you didn't put it in your notes, should we address the whole peeing controversy? Because he took what? a lot of he took a lot of flack for that. In the sequel to Batman Cacophony, The Widening Gyre, uh, Kevin Smith writes a scene where Batman admits that he peed himself. Um, and he took a lot of shit what? from fans about this. So th- there's a very famous scene in Batman Year One, which is also written by Frank Miller, where um, he crashes this party with all these big 
kind of mobster guys that are kind of running Gotham. And it's the scene where he's like, you know, ladies and gentlemen of Gotham, you've eaten well or whatever he says. Uh, anyways, but there's a big explosion type thing. And in the widening gyre, he has Batman kind of reminisce about that moment and kind of call back to it. And Kevin Smith says that he had friends that were firefighters that he had talked to that he had a conversation with one night where he says, when there's these explosions of heat that go off, he says, that's just a regular thing. Like, oh yeah, you pee. Like it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a bodily reaction, I guess, to like a wave of heat. It just happens. So for whatever reason, Kevin Smith thought that would be, um, Interesting to include in the book. And so he put that... So he basically retcons this very famous Batman moment <laughs> and puts in that Batman urinates on himself during that moment. And people were pissed off about this so much. Or were much. they pissed on? Yeah. Um, okay, sure. Because he even has someone make a joke about it in the book where he said... he he's, I can't remember the, the exact word he uses for because it it's like the medical term where he says, like, I had a... I had a a bladder something something and he goes you mean you peed he goes no i had a bladder malfunction or something whatever but anyways that's the thing that happened and it was something we should probably bring up because <laughs> he says he still gets fucking shit about it all the time i so. can see why uh aaron, <laughs> aaron. I mean, if, if that's a thing that happens that batman's probably peed himself a lot true true <laughs> but it was more just like it's, it's more like we don't want to know about it though it's like no, like that, no, that, that, I mean, that's where the that's where the though. the lines of reality can this be blurred a little bit it's like i didn't yeah, like that exactly yeah so this is what i think mary should have read is the green arrow quiver, quiver. yes so i have forgotten a lot of things because i'm behind in the times bill hester i believe okay and so I think she would have enjoyed this a lot more than Guardian. Oh, and she's a DC girl too, so I think and that I is think true. It should have been true. flipped. I should have read the Daredevil, and she should have read the Green Arrow. Because for me, this one was well, actually. Let's just do it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, we'll do the whole thing. We'll start over. We're gonna start over. <laughs> I think this one was a little hard for me to get the start up because I actually believe I miss things where. I don't think he was as fluid in the writing. And I remember this when it came out. I read this when it came out. It's considered like a seminal Green Arrow story. No, it is amazing. But reading it now, there are certain things that I was missing. Because I just didn't remember the comics around it. Because it really was... He died. And there was a lot of shit going on around it. So when you're reading it, picking it up now... If you didn't really have that kind of remembrance of... You gotta remember where you're at in the continuity exactly, at that point. Exactly, yeah. right? And I so, mean, shit, Aquaman's got the... Got the yeah, harpoon. Exactly. Got the harpoon yeah. hand. I love but that Aquaman. As you can see, Aquaman. this may have actually been better for you. It wasn't as wordy. It is not over. It has its, it has its moments. It I mean, does, look, at, but, look at this shit. But yeah. no, yeah. but this is. <laughs> when, it when you get overkill. to pages where they have to shrink the font yeah. of, the, <laughs> of the dialogue, to it make wasn't. It it's nothing like that. And so, what I enjoyed about this, so the the parts that I didn't enjoy is me trying to figure out the um, the continuity. Yeah. Where am I at? Because I've lost a lot because I'm old. I haven't read a lot of comics in a while. You're, you're so. saying where you at in the DC yes, universe? Exactly. Kind of That's part of the that shitty moment. part about gotcha, comics gotcha. too. It is hard to pick yeah. up yeah. certain trades and so go. Where are we is, at this point? It's an amazing writing story. So when you read it, it's fucking hilarious. Especially when like they they hit they hit him and knock him out so that Batman can take him. They're like, "Are you going to stop Batman from taking him out of the thing?" No, 
Because, well, we weren't going to do it. <laughs> I mean, there are some really brilliant moments in this. What I didn't like is, for me, I felt old. I couldn't keep up with it. I'm like, all right, what? where am I at in the continuity? What am I missing? I felt, are you a Green oh, Arrow see? fan? And this is it. Is I wasn't per se, but okay. I know I picked this shit up because of Kevin oh, Smith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was so good. It's beautifully done. All the characters had story the arc but then there's moments of obviousness because i haven't finished it because i was like i felt really bad kind of like well this is ten, this is a 10 issue yeah series. so she's out. like i should be done by now why or why aren't i done because mm-hmm. like, we need to go and she's like oh this is 10 issues yeah I'm it's like, longer because yeah. i can slam through but it was it's beautiful but it, it had those moments there's a reason of we always plan this the month before it's like okay here's the next creative focus you have a month to read this a is book. Aaron. she and, does and, it and, she and, does and, it right after work on a friday you. don't <laughs> excuse you yeah i was like no dude i we knew work. this was coming oh okay <laughs> oh we don't we don't work oh <laughs> yeah i thought no you have responsible men don't work apparently see i knew that was coming shit girl don't bring that up we use our brains more than you guys. I think if I remember correctly, <laughs> um, they he doesn't really That's give an explanation of why he comes back, a, right? No, absolutely not. They, they never explain how annoying. he comes back. He's just back. Yeah, I know. And, and that's one of the things I... Space? No, because no. he was dead, I, I, and then no. this was this was him coming back they into the universe. They tried a little bit with Spectre, but Mary they just kind of like, yeah, we knew we we actually got it. We just didn't stop to oh, yeah. tat you on the forehead. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't <laughs> worth it. But that's one of the aspects I liked about it, where he didn't. He's just like, no, he's I'm just he's I just. I know, back. I got it. But and they so threw in the continuity, no, I, I know you fucking got it. I'm sorry. <laughs> in the continuity, is this after he gets? the arrow in his eye I have no idea I don't to be honest don't ask me I just okay. picked up the book okay I'll ask after. when was it when was the continuity? I'll ask after it's did fine. he die during zero year what when did Green Arrow die do you remember oh yeah, god um hold on we can when we Connor also... when Connor Hawk became Green Arrow for yeah a while? it was um oh god it doesn't tell you man. zero hour was it zero zero hour, hour I think you get a zero hour, hour. okay when the sucker came out. it wasn't yeah. it wasn't when he got the arrow to the eye who got the arrow to the eye am I thinking of somebody else I it have was no idea. somebody in this book got an arrow in the eye I think it was zero hour okay. it might have been zero hour it was good for me yeah because yeah because uh. Parallax Hal Jordan kills him, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah that's zero, right. zero Hour that's is fucking crazy ass Emerald Twilight. Uh, okay. Okay. Green Lantern. I think this yeah. should have been you and I should have been Guardian. Because probably. She probably still wouldn't have finished Guardian. Just but saying. I would have. I, I would have actually finished a Guardian, and I think she would have finished. Although she's Arrow. called it Guardian like twenty times. Remember last week she was like, "Why the fuck did I just call oh it Daredevil? It's fucking Daredevil." <laughs> I'm like, being kind of like, "Cause that's the name of the book." And then this week she's so, like, "She's like, I should have read Guardian." I mean, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so I have to admit, it was enjoyable. There were some pretentious moments where I'm at the beginning you you're like. That's a book I haven't read forever. It is enjoyable, but I've there is those that. moments where you're like, "Where are you at?" I think there you have to uh, assume a lot of things, and mm. I, mind you, I haven't read a lot, but there is the issue one and issue two. The transition was a pretty rough in some areas. Okay, and this is my thing: is I I know they 
There are some books you know at the time you read it, you knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. But going back, it's harder. Exactly. Okay. And I so that's that. why I felt bad about this is I knew I have this single issues. It was great. Matt but, Wagner did those covers. Holy shit, oh, they right were on. beautiful. But going back now, I specifically remember sitting and watching my cat, but at the same time reading issue one to issue two. There were moments where I was like, well, where the fuck are we at? Yeah. You know where you actually pause and go, where are we at in the storyline? Because you kind of get the sense that the writer believes you're kind of on the same page with them. But you have to go three pages more to figure out, oh, the history part. They're trying to play the game of we're going to tell you history later. You're mm. keeping up with the story. I kind of hate that. But at the same time, it was because this is just... I'm an older reader, right? It, like I'm behind the times yeah. a little bit. It makes some. It's something that makes sense at the time to do it, so that everyone, because everyone's on the same page. Mm. But if you try to go back, it's always like, wait, what? where am I at? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's where it was. And there's two specific places. It's not where timeless. It's, it's their transition points are not as clear. Where you think, okay, is he? You saw him like come back. Oliver Quinn, he's dead, right? Everybody says, oh my God, he's dead. And they have this wonderful Superman moment. And the next issue, they transition, he's alive. And then he's kind of got the grizzly beard and everything. And then he comes back even more alive with a nice clean beard. And you're like, what happened? The Van Dyke beard. Right. Yeah. And so now you're kind of like, so did they clean him up? Or is this a transition and like a history moment where they're going back in time? It wasn't clear enough for you. Exactly. Okay. Well, and I, I feel kind of bad because I'm sure if I was a, if this was the moment it came out, I would have had it, but I'm, it was a little harder. But yeah. it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was fun Hard. to go back. And I'm, I'm on page I know for Green Arrow fans, 32. this is a very seminal book. Oh, that a lot of them good. hold very yeah, close. There's all those. Oh, Matt my Wagner God. Covers. It oh, was yeah. stunning. Great. And it was really just a good book. And I feel horrible if I kind of lessen it. I am actually going to read this tomorrow. Oh, yeah, and, and you had it. the Hal Jordan as Spectre. Spectre. Yeah, that yeah. Whole, oh, that oh, yeah. it was beautiful. Good and time, everything man. about it. And they pulled in everything. And they uh, did. Jeff Jones. They, he likes around. to do that. Like, flipping yeah. through Guardian Devil. It's like, I mean, he even brings in Morpheus, for Christ's sakes, from Sandman. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, he is like, not He's like, hey, I'm going to do this. Shit. I'm going to play with the whole damn yeah. DC universe. Well, I think he approaches everything as like a... If I never get to do this again, yes. I want to play I'm with these have, I'm not going to have any regrets of, oh, wouldn't it have been cool if I got to write more faces? Like, if I'm going to do exactly. this, I'm going to do everything I've always wanted to do. And that's what I enjoyed about it is that when he goes for it, he's people a, he's just. He's a kid playing in yeah, the sandbox. Yeah, and so yeah. it was really fun. nice to see Spectre. It was really nice to see, like, Awesome Demon and all these mm -hmm. things that happened. So you knew you were going to get the expanse. You just. At my age, I just wish there was better transition points. I'm Look old, at her. man. She's God, old. I'm so old. old. I'm old. I mean, the comic was already in color, and that threw her off already. Oh, my so God. I she did, she didn't need, she didn't need oh Kevin God. Smith's writing all, <laughs> also on top of color. Kevin Smith, can you do some more so. black and white clerk comics? Oh, my God. <laughs> color. But it was it was a lot of fun. And I it was nice to go back and do... You know, Green Arrow's an odd character for me. I didn't read Green Arrow comics until he did that so yeah. i think that's really cool another thing about when you bring writers in like this it allows a reader who may not have been reading that character to find something they wouldn't have 
otherwise known. And I think that really hell helped Daredevil. Because I don't think a lot of people were reading Daredevil until Kevin Smith made him big. And I think Kevin Smith had a really, mind you, it took him a fucking long I wanna time. I want to say there wasn't a Daredevil book, right? There, yeah, I don't there, think there was. There, there, there wasn't no. even a Daredevil book. At the time, it, it had been canceled. That that was the relaunch. And so, so I think he really helped it. I, oh, you yeah, know, but, and he and just opened like up. This. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the relaunch? Oh, honey. You're, you're, she's like, oh, it's just have to Look at that thing again when I do when you last time. Guardian Devil's fucking I, good. I have to admit, maybe <laughs> one day I'll go back. Guardian no, Devil's really no, fucking maybe, good. Maybe. This is it. You hold on to that anger. <laughs> you hold on to I'm it. Well, you own it. I'm sorry. Momentarily, we'll pull the name for the next... Uh, Ooh. Creator focus. Does anybody have any quick round weekly picks that they wanted? Because I don't have anything. I have to admit that me and Kylie have been watching a lot of shit. Well, not a lot. Perry, Perry Mason. Mason, yeah. <laughs> Lovecraft Country. I watched it. <gasps> First three episodes. I know what Tyler was a little upset that you watched it without him. <gasps> Watch it without me, then. Oh, my God. No, I hate it when Kylie when? does that. So, holy shit. <laughs> when are no. you not here? <laughs> no. No, it's not Mondays? cool that you did it. <sighs> but no, 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 no. What's your it's oh fun. God. I've been telling people at work about it. I'm like, you've got to watch this. So when you say it's fun, though, it's like engaging fun, yes. though, right? Like, engaging I just fun, watch yes. it and I'm like, oh my God, I've got to talk to someone about it. Because yeah. it is fucked up. But that third episode, you haven't gotten to the fourth. Mm-hmm. The third episode is the ghost one. Yeah. Where you're like, how? And I think the Kylie third, The third is, episode is the, the haunted house. Yeah, the haunted house right. races so ghost. Well, and Kylie's so like... And it didn't hit me until Kylie said it. I was worried because you didn't know where it was going. Because at that point in time, you didn't know. I knew where it was going. It just like we had a story going and then it kind of stopped and like, here's this ghost story. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, is this where we're, what's happening? And then at the end, it's like, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of like, oh, because he's like, is it going to be like separate stories? And he said, well, it was nice that it was brought back in. And I'm like, but it was nice having that story. And I love story. the actors. They're really yeah. good. Oh, they, the, the main chick is she's so Black good. Canary from oh, uh, from the Birds of Prey. Oh, I didn't yeah. watch that. Okay, don't. It, it's not worth it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I am so glad you liked it. Yes, Because like it, it is... And I, I finished to... all of Twilight Zone. Okay. How did you like that it? That was on there. That for Jordan Peele. I'm sorry, not yeah. the old one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. It was lots of fun. <laughs> Number one is thank you for oh, watching God, that. how many are we going to have? But number two is we watched <laughs> Boys. Oh, yeah. Boys has been good. I haven't been watching that. Okay. Number one, is, it's foul. If you don't. I also haven't been watching it. Well, it's foul as in it's. It's foul. What? The boys? Yeah, it is foul. Oh. oh. Yeah. It is not. I thought you were talking about your fart. Well, no, that's not that foul. <laughs> I thought you were talking about a show called Foul. <laughs> oh, I'm like what is that? So yeah. she's like, number already, two is the uh, boys, but number one is foul. No, yeah, uh, <laughs> people are no. Kylie knows when it's bad, but uh, I enjoyed it, and I'm very uncomfortable with boys because for me, that's more scary. That reality of horror where people don't give a shit anymore, and horrible people like. Have that much power in a so you mean right now? It's like yeah, shut life. up. Yeah. Yes, I know. And I don't I know. like that it's weekly. That's irritating. But you, know. you want it to be all so you can binge. Oh, yeah, like it season is. one, like yeah. we did it in yeah. three yeah. days. I don't. Oh, it's I don't. So hard. I like binging stuff. Oh, I love uh, it. There's some things that I can do weekly too, um, if I really want to watch it. But with like 
the boys and stuff, I'm like, well, I'll just binge it when I want to. <laughs> but boys have been enjoyable. We also watched something. What was the scientific one we I'll watched? I'll skip mine. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. What was the It's other just a one? pick. A pick. What was your pick? My pick is Archer. Archer's <gasps> back. Tell us about Archer. There we go. Uh, there we go. Yes. <laughs> Archer. Archer. Watch Archer. It's awesome. Sweet. I forgot. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, next week is uh, Comic Book Club. What was your pick? Batman Ninja Turtles? Not a weekly pick. Okay. Why not? Um, uh, He's been working. Uh, yeah. I've Football. Re- I've, I've re- Wait, yes. you guys watched <laughs> no, Metallica? No, he really has been working. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Metallica's S&M 2 oh, yeah. DVD. There yeah. you go. Yeah. What did you guys watch on it? You were there. You were there. Well, no. What was Jackass. the other? You. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, the, the, the other one we didn't date? finish. The other oh. one we didn't finish. It's so, four hours. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, S&M 2, if you're into Metallica, it's awesome. It was awesome. actually Who a picked the last name? Who's picking so it's, this it's, one? It's, yeah, it's oh, it's my turn. Carrie's going to pick the... But yeah, next week is Comic Club, Batman, Ninja Turtles, Volume 1 by James Tynan the Fourth and uh, uh, Freddie Williams. Because there's different versions they've done. So that specifically is the one that we're... The force. There's, what do you mean there's different versions? Because there's like the animated one. That they did, like, oh, the they've animated. done like three versions of this and then yeah. they did the animated yeah, yeah. one. So, like, did they, they do two of the animated ones no, or just one. the one? Okay. What are you talking about? So Comic Book Club next okay. week. Okay. So that's the one that we're reading. So... Mary? Yeah. Pick the next comic oh, book creator's oh. name for right. Graham Morrison. Uh, Je- Jeff Can we do it Jeff all Jones? in this drunken Scottish accent? The thing is going to... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't pick two. No, only pick one. I don't know who this is. Uh-oh. Oh, Peter J. Tomasi. Oh, Tomasi. Tomasi. Oh, okay. Well, we yeah. all... Uh, yeah. You that said it, was- right? Okay. Yeah. That was all uh, that's that. Down. What's he written? Have I read anything? I'm pretty sure you have not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> this Guardian whole... Devil 2. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it less wordy? Have <laughs> oh. I, I got a great book for you called Super Sons? Super Wait. Sons? Yes. I'll read Super Sons. Wait, well, Peter J. Tomasi's written a lot of awesome who's shit. Who's doing notes for that, Tyler? Um, no, it's you, honey. He also You're back to notes. Oh, nice he also was writing uh, Green Lantern Corps when when Jeff Johns was writing Don't Green Lantern and okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. During Sinestro Corps <laughs> War when they were, you know. What was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter J. Tomasi's written a lot of good shit. So we're going to talk about him in, in a month from now. I love you, Peter. Oh, well. She loves my Peter. You heard her. <laughs> So we'll see you guys next week. Talk about Batman Ninja Turtles. Until (gasps) next time, my name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Aaron. I'm Kylie. Fuck Comics Gate. See you next week. This show is part of the Geek Nerd Network. Geek Nerd Network. Find more shows like it at geeknerdnetwork.com. This is Jen.